Hi, and welcome to the Queerosphere podcast. My name is Sky, and today I am without my co-host Cry, but I am with my lovely, beautiful person. Um, couldn't be happier with uh, just love of my freaking life. Um, Haley. Hi there. Um, me and Haley have been together for about four years now, and um, we're living together. Um doing the damn thing and today I decided to bring Haley along to talk on sex and dating and um, romantic love life all that kind of stuff so me and Haley are gonna shoot the shit today about ourselves and our experiences with love dating sex and um, hopefully get to some good good nuggets of knowledge good pieces of advice, um, or just some general good stories too. So the first thing we're going to do today is we're going to do a girlfriend tag. Woo! Woo! Um, these are just those tag questions that come from like, like when YouTube used to do the girlfriend boyfriend tag, like hugely. It's literally just leftover questions from the internet <laughs> that I just grabbed. Um, but Haley and I are going to roll a dice and um, pick a question and yeah it should be fun so who, who wants, wants to, to go, go first, first? <laughs> jinx. jinx they owe me a coke <laughs> do you want to roll the dice first sure go for it question three is what is my best feature like that you think about yourself or no that you think about me oh and are you talking like physically emotionally you get you get nothing. I get no hints here, people. What's my best feature? I really think your best feature is how fucking fiery you are. Because comparatively, you know, to me, I am this very low-key, chill out, chilled out person. Um and I love, love, love the way you get worked up over everything. And I don't I don't mean worked up as in like throwing a temper tantrum or anything like that but like you just you have so much passion and you care so much about everything that goes on around you 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 always have your two cents to say about something you never you're never passively in in this world and i love that that's so nice what was your favorite date with me my favorite date with you yeah oh my gosh this is a hard one i feel like it should actually be easy because we haven't been on that many dates i know but I find that every moment I spend with you is just so joyous and so much fun. Like, even right now, like, we're having a ton of fun just, like, talking to each other. And True. I think at, at its core, that's what dating is supposed to be about, is just having fun and getting to know somebody. And I learn, you know, new things about you every single day, and I love that. But going back to your original question... What was my favorite date with you? I'm gonna have to say Universal Studios because that was that was a great day. That's so funny. Like I I was I was just jaw dropped because I literally would say the same thing. I literally would say the Universal Studios. That was like the date. Like, it, and I guess like I don't want to say like okay, it's just about Universal Studios, but it kind of is. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I wouldn't imagine like going to Universal Studios and having that 
great of a time with literally anyone else. I mean, me and Soph went to the Universal Studios together and it was fun. And she's my best friend. So it was like I was on a date with another person. But um, and it, it was equally fun. But I feel like it was my favorite time with you because um, there, there was like you were talking about earlier, just there was so much joy in that date and so much like togetherness and right. I think that's something that, you know, is important to keep in mind about dating in general is you want to pick something that's fun for the both of you. You don't want to do something. I mean, it's nice when you, when you pick something that, you know, you, your partner really wants to do, but at the same time, if you're not having fun with them, then what's the point? So that was a great date for us. Like just riding rides all day and, you know, watching Transformers and just all that, all that cool shit that comes with, you know, going to a theme park. And, you know, all the little tchotchkes and shit like that that you get to buy, like, at the end of the day to commemorate your trip. Like, that's, that's Yeah, like, fun. I still have a Jurassic Park shirt, hat, and... And we've got two matching shot glasses, dinosaur shot glasses, <laughs> yeah. which are so cute. What is Haley's dream in life? Yikes. No, that's, I mean, that's just, like, a funny question because... I think this question is, like hard for you like, it changes. I think this question yeah I think this question is hard for you because it changes and um, because like from what I gather at least that you will do whatever the fuck I want so like if I have a dream that's like like for example like if I wanted to start a business your dream then becomes like helping Skylar <laughs> like own a business you know what I mean right. it's not like it's not and I wouldn't say it's like not your dream but like you tend to want me to be happy more than you want anything else in the world which like sounds really like <laughs> gross <laughs> sounds really ooey gooey but it's like I tend to notice that kind of thing where it's like where you're like you know I, you rarely ever want something for yourself be- and it's not out of like it's not something that's out of like a doyoy you know like I just don't want anything for myself like mm. it's it's literally just like you are a selfless person and you're you would you really want like the people in your life cared for yeah and I think I mean not to be all ooey gooey and death cap for cutie on you but I will follow you into the dark bitch <laughs> aww um yeah, and I mean, it changes, and because I don't have the same kind of college background that you do at this point in, in my life, I don't really have a firm grasp on what I want my career to be, um, so I'm just kind of trying things out, and, you know, I all I know right now in this moment is that I love you absolutely with my whole heart, and I want you to be happy, and since you have goals right now that are going to kind of mesh well with our lifestyle going forward... I am perfectly content to support those goals and help you achieve them. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> What's my Starbucks order? <gasps> oh my god! Well, it changes with the seasons. Um, well, which I've just give me just, a couple. Give just me like two. figured out recently. Give me, a, give me like a fall one. And give me like a spring one. Okay. Well, in the fall, you are a sucker for pumpkin spice. At least Starbucks, they're pumpkin spice cold brew. Yes, pumpkin that, cream that cold brew is dank. <laughs> yeah, their pumpkin cream cold brew with extra cold foam is a fall time order. And since we're in winter right now, I mean, you are like 
when we do go to Starbucks, you really like their uh, Irish cream cold brew. Because that's... Yeah. But for spring, I don't know. You're... It's funny because when we go to coffee stands, like, if it's hot out, you'll get, like, a, a red lotus with, like, some kind of flavoring. Like, usually your flavoring go-to is pomegranate pineapple. Or, which... like, a red bull with pomegranate yeah, pineapple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, like, Starbucks doesn't really... I mean, they have refreshers, but we don't really order those when we go to Starbucks. No. So. If I'm going to Starbucks, I will order coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this just shows everyone that you literally know. Every single thing about you. <laughs> You finish my sentences <laughs> when I can. How does Haley feel about children? And I think Haley wants them if I want them. I think. You make me sound like a sheep. No, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I'm you're, kidding. <laughs> you're just one of those people who like isn't around children very much. So it's like hard to know. Like I've never, I've literally never seen you with a kid. I mean, I used to work with kids, so I have had some, you know, experience with kids, but since I'm, you're right, I haven't been around them in recent years, and because I'm not somebody who is around them all the time, it's kind of hard to gauge where I stand on kids, but. Yeah. I, I bet you're good at, I, I, I can't imagine just, like, the type of person that you are that you're not good with children. I'm sure you're excellent with children. Um, I'm sure you're kind of a pushover like I am, too, because kids are funny and cute. Definitely. It's like with these cats, like. I treat them like I would treat children. Like... Walk all over me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last question, and I guess we can answer this together. Um, what do we like to munch on most besides each other? Ha! <laughs> That's a good one. Um, well, it changes. I mean, I mean, you are somebody who you always got to have some sort of candy in your repertoire, like in your stash, like a candy stash. And usually it consists of like gummy something. So it's like, it's got to be gummy sour bright octopuses or crawlers or sloths or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, and you really love chocolate too. You almost always have a chocolate something, something or other with you. Um, Do you want to hear my like actual philosophy on this? What's, what's your philosophy so on Ever since I was a kid, because you know all seasons, right, in Loon Lake? Right. It has, like, a pretty substantial candy aisle. Like, when you walk down that candy aisle as a kid, you're like, whoa. <laughs> so when I was growing up, like, as a kid, my mom would always go take us to all seasons to go down the candy aisle. And we'd just, like, go bonkers because they had so much candy. As I grew up, I realized, like, my tastes. And one of the things was I really like fruity and I really like chocolate. I don't like them together, but I need them both. <laughs> So I'll go and I'll get a fruity and I'll get a chocolate and then I'll get something salty like two. So fruity, chocolate, salty. And I'm done. Like that's, that's, it, it, that sounds it doesn't, about right. like there's no specific thing I'll ever want. I'll just see what look looks good in those categories. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I think, you know, when you send me to the gas station, it's usually like Tootsie Rolls, crawlers, sour crawlers, and like chips of some kind. Like, yeah. I feel like you like to munch on a lot of hot stuff. A lot of spicy. I know. Um, I'm a sucker for spicy. You like Takis. You like sweet chili, lime flavored things. You you like um, a lot of sriracha on stuff and a lot of hot sauce on stuff. Um, your candy, you're, you're not as big of a candy eater as me though. Yeah. I mean, I have favorite candies, but like, like Nerds Ropes and those Nerds Gummies you got. Oh my God. I was munching on those last night. To die night. for. To die for. Well, um. 
that ends our tag questions, which is really exciting. Thank you for answering some of the questions for me. Um, it like it's funny because when I was writing these questions, I was like, oh shit, I don't know if I'm gonna know any of this stuff about her. Look at me go though. Look at me go. Just really <laughs> riding that horse down memory lane, you know, just trying to get there. But um, no, thanks for answering those questions with me. But. I think I have a couple more serious questions that I wanted to talk about that weren't just get to know you type stuff. I mean, I don't need to get to know you. I just wanted to prove that I know you. Um, I've always oh, so this was a this was a exercise in uh, vanity then. <laughs> Let's see how well Skylar knows Haley. Pat on well, the back. <laughs> like I said, I didn't think I would win. <laughs> and I definitely there were points involved. <laughs> I slam dunked that one. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You slam touchdown that one. Um, so you don't play sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like I want, like I want to, I want to talk something more like substantial and more serious. Um, sex, love, and dating is weird. So I think opening up with those tag questions was just a really good way to sort of um, allow to allow for us to kind of like breathe a little bit before we started answering some of these like harder questions that take a lot of thought thought brain power um thought brain power thought brain power (laughs) yeah so the first like serious i guess it's not even a serious question it's just like a question that i feel like a lot of people like to answer um but it's a good starting point for where we're going so do you believe in soulmates hell yes i do Hell yes, she does. Elaborate, please. Um, I emphatically believe in soulmates. I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like every person on earth has like one, one particular person who's a soulmate, but I think in your lifetime, if you're really lucky, you can find people you just mesh with so completely that they are a soulmate to you. Like for me, Obviously, you are one of those people, and I count myself really lucky that I have two in my life. But my sister from another mister, Chantela, my best friend, she is absolutely a soulmate to me. I've known her for 15 years, and we just we just click so well. And um, I, I just love her so much. And it, I think people get, get hung up on kind of the romantic aspect of a soulmate. They think that having a soulmate means you have to be romantically involved and you have to have sex. But I think having a soulmate just means that you you love someone so completely with every fiber of your being that you would do anything to protect them, anything to please them, anything to to make sure they have what they need and what they want in their life. And I don't know. I just think that's beautiful. And I, I think I'm, you know, super lucky to have met, you know, two people out of like the 8 billion people on this planet who, who I have like just connected with so completely. Yeah. And they're from like two opposite sides of the country. Like how wild is that? I don't like the term soulmate, like uh, to describe that feeling because I think soulmate connotes, soulmate connotes, um, something christian like something very like um 
it, it to me it connotes things like you're gonna get married you're gonna have a bond that's like inseparable by god like like all this stuff it means something like um when you found your soulmate, you found the one you you're gonna be with forever, and that you were meant to be with forever. And I just don't think that that notion of soulmate is what I would like. What I think of it as, I think of it as kind of like what you're thinking, which is just this person that you love so wholeheartedly that you do anything for them. And I think that that is just like. A way to describe an intense feeling for somebody is a soulmate and so I don't necessarily think the word really does anything for me um, it, true love though that's a different concept I feel like true love like that concept connotes sort of like this it's still everlasting and still a one and only kind of feeling so but that there's something natural about it and that there's something like um, which I think soulmate is trying to get at, but it doesn't. It says something more heavenly almost, but... Um, a little I, too Christian woo-woo for a you. A little, little too marriage woo-woo <laughs> for me. True love is a lot more Disney princess to me, which is just which is just to say that, like, you know, you found the one that you're just, like, like you're so Twitter-pated over that you can't, like, fucking see anymore or whatever. Or Bambi up in this bitch. Yeah. Like, you're just Bambi eyes, so... I think... Um, I think I still do like agree with you on the point that like I have people in my life that I love wholeheartedly and would do anything for and I just don't think I just think of them as like I don't know it's like I don't think of my people as soulmates to me I think of them as like this team <laughs> this team that helps me like go you know what I mean this I'm like a, they're my pit crew and I'm the driver Squad goals. <laughs> Just kidding. Basically. I mean, yeah, I think that. But I don't think that that means any less than what soulmate, soulmate connotes or what true love connotes. You know what I mean? I just. Sometimes words for me just get in the way of meaning or meaning gets in the way after reading a word. So it's hard. It's hard, but um, I get I understand why people are fearful of of saying like like you know i believe in soulmates because you are saying i believe in that one and only forever and i think the one and only forever is just not true like i've had i've had other soulmates quote unquote over time that have not been soulmates after a certain period of time because of an experience because of an action because of a thought because of whatever because of change like my like for example um my best friend from high school her and i don't talk at all like the last time we spoke was four years ago right and um i would say at the time like when i was in high school and um when i started coming out they definitely um were somebody who was like a quote-unquote soulmate to me but to this day, I wouldn't say that they are. I think I think like they got fired or they quit the pit crew because because it just doesn't work anymore. And sometimes that happens. And I think that that's okay because I don't think you should be sad that you lost like a person. Like you should like people come and go. People come and go. And I think that that's the one point I think about soulmates and true love that like I've always like understood why people hated it so much. Is because you 
you can move on with another person. Like there's the one and only isn't, it's just not true. It's, it's your love is not capped at one person. Right. And I think, I think especially with um, the way people view soulmates is that it's a relationship where they don't really have to put in work, but it's like every relationship requires work. And yes, sometimes that work gets a little too taxing and you're going to have to cut people out of your life or vice versa. And you're like, people come and go. And the fact that people are so obsessed with the idea that they're one quote unquote, one true love is like you said, I think, you know, the capping your love at a certain point is not healthy and it's not, it's not realistic either because there's so many people on this planet and depriving yourself of the love of many people I think is ridiculous Yeah, and self-defeating or just obsessing over one person too much. It's just right. Unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not obsessed with each other. <laughs> I mean, I'm obsessed with you, but not in a way that makes it. Unhealthy. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Cause we, cause like I totally like would pick you over anybody, but no yeah so then that makes me think like what does queer love mean to you wow that's a deep question i mean i think it's beautiful that queer love can mean so many different things to so many different people because our community is so diverse and people come from all sorts of backgrounds and experiences and they take that to their relationships and to their in in their habits of loving people and they they just bring so much to the table. And so I think, you know, queer love in and of itself is just different. It's, it's queer, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it fits outside the binary of, you know, gender norms and the way people define marriage and even define soulmates and like things like this. And so I think queer love is, is just that it's queer it's here to stay i think it's gonna be what love is i eventually yeah i think it's like we're ahead of the times a little bit in terms of like oh we're gay people are uh totally evolved (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I, i think you know as as people evolve and people grow and become different over time our kind of love, our kind of queer love will remain the same in that it doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter, you know, what class you come from, what socioeconomic class, what race you are, what sexuality you are. Like, love is love, and love is is something to be celebrated and shared. And I think that's, that's something that's so beautiful to me, you know, um, kind of going off topic a little bit about chosen family and about having a family that you choose to love because uh, you're sharing love with people with strangers almost that you you don't don't know until you do um and i i think that's just really beautiful and i i mean i love being in love as a queer person i love celebrating that queer love um and it just it means a lot to me to to be able to say that i have so much love in my heart for not just you and not just, you know, my partners that I've had in the past, but for my community as a whole and for my friends and family and all that stuff. So I agree. What does queer sex mean to you then? Ooh. 
we, well, queer sex. It's different for everybody. It's kind of like queer love where it's like you, everybody's different. Everybody has the way, like everyone has their love language, so to speak. But we're so stuck in the fact that people are supposed to fit into these binary boxes where it's like man with woman, penis and vagina. Like I think when people, when people think of sex, and I think this is true for like most people in this society, they think it has to involve some sort of penetration. Like that's something that, you know, people are very hung up on. Um, but I've always defined queer sex. as just like, it's whatever makes you feel good when you're being intimate with somebody. I think, you know, just being naked, just taking off your clothes and just like fucking around, finding out. I think that's the best thing you could do. And I think that's, that's the closest definition I can come to with queer sex. I think it's just, it's different for everybody and it doesn't have to fit into those boxes either. I think it's important for young queer people to kind of keep in mind that they don't have to complete tasks A, B, and C in order to have had sex. Because I think a lot of queer people consider themselves virgins because they haven't, you know, had penetration in penis and vagina kind of shit. Like, um, but it's just an experience for everybody. And, you know, some people feel differently about sex. And I think, and especially queer people, I mean, you know, queer people tend to have more trauma and more, you know, things involving sex where they're, you know, a little uncomfortable with, with themselves and their bodies. And I think it's, it's important to just kind of communicate and say like, Hey, we're just going to here to have a good time. Not here for a long time, but a good time. Yeah. And just like knowing the intention behind like when you're having sex and how you're having sex, I think is important. Um, just for anybody who is having sex, not just people who are queer. Right. But like, why are you having the sex? Are you having it to have fun? Are you having it to be intimate? Are you having it? Um, you know, like, because you're like, let's say like, you're just emotionally not having a good time and you're having sex to like release. Like sometimes it's like, you know, there are two people involved or more, um, or less. (laughs) There are people involved in, in the having of the sex (laughs) and, uh, you need to make care. You need to be careful that all the people kind of are on the same page, um, about what's happening in that, um, you know, consent, consent is good. Um, big believer in consent. Oh yeah. And I think people get, you know, hung up on like communication and how unsexy it is, but it's not, it's not, it's, you know, I think communication is the sexiest thing you can do in terms of, you know, having sex and just being on the same page with someone and knowing what they want to make them feel good and vice versa. Because I think people, a lot of people, you know, their first times and their times having sex you know, when they're first learning about themselves, it can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be. And you can have a good first time and not be scared that it's going to, you know, devolve into something you don't want it to be. You know, you just got to communicate and make sure that you're on the same page with whoever you're. Yeah. And I mean, if you're with somebody who's like not listening to the way you're communicating, um, that should be a huge red flag. That should be a huge red flag. And, 
Um, I don't know what there is to do about that. Like, I think, like, you should really try to physically get out of that space if you can, like, if you're able to. Draw lines. Draw your boundaries. Um, I mean. Speak speak clearly to your boundaries. Yeah, and advocate um, for yourself. I mean, say that this is not if, something you want. And if they're not respecting it, then you can just get the fuck out of there. They don't deserve your body. They don't deserve your love. Right. Um, only people who respect you really deserve that. I think, like, sex is, sex is interesting because... Everybody has different preferences, obviously. Everyone has different... It's all a spectrum. Everything's a spectrum. Um, But sex is... uh, Sex has this thing that makes it not a spectrum anymore, which is called consent. Because there are hard lines in in the sand that need to be drawn sometimes. And, And those things... All those things can get kind of confusing. Well, if I'm so free love, then why do I have to, like, be consensual or be respectful or... You know, like, why can't I just freely love and not give a shit about anybody else? And it's like, you have to know. Like, this is the one thing I just kind of wish that I had known, I guess, growing up as a baby queer, having sex with people, is that there are more than just two people involved. Or or there's more than just you involved. There's the two people involved or more. Right. Like, you have to have the mutual understanding of, of the intention behind it. I think I had a lot of sex growing, growing up. Not like as a kid, but like <laughs> like growing up in in the dating world that wasn't good because I didn't have the same intention behind it than the other person, and we weren't communicating those intentions and we weren't communicating our boundaries, and um, I mean, and that leads to hurt feelings, and that's kind of how people come and go in bad memories, and like, yeah, and you don't, and the other thing too is like when that happens, like. It sucks really bad, but I will say, like, I would advocate for you as a person, like, saying that you are not, like, a worthless person because that you were in a situation that was not so good or whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you still are worthy of love and sex and um, pleasure and pain and you are, you're worthy of all these things, but we are human and we sometimes go through shit that's hard, um, like for I guess for example trigger warning um sexual assault that I have been sexually assaulted like before and the way that I kind of heal from it is that, like th- one thing that I never ever wanted to think about myself is that just because that had happened to me that I wasn't no longer worthy of the love that I was getting but the one thing I did learn was that words are so important and had there been words and less power dynamic situation involved, you know, maybe that situation might not have happened or maybe it would have gone a different way so that it wasn't so regretful. And I think that mine is just a very special circumstance that I can talk about it that way. But um, I just, I think it's really important to like really understand the seriousness of of what bringing two bodies together feels like and bringing two minds together and what that feels like. But it's also super not serious and it's super fun and it's super, you know, but that's, but that's the intention. If that's what you want, make it known. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think people are, you know, different, especially, you know, in the times that you're, you know, in people's dating lives, especially, I think, you know, people are looking for different things and you might not be on the same page in terms of like, some people want sex to bond with somebody and other people just want to have a good time and that's okay too. Um, but like you said, it's just, it's all about 
communicating and drawing lines in the sand where there need to be and making sure that everybody knows what to expect and has their intentions clearly laid on the table so that nobody's confused by what's happening or hurt when it doesn't end up the way they thought it would. I think, I think that I'm just one of those people who does build things up in my head, regardless of the sex or something else. And so I know how hard it is to not do that. And sex is one of those things where you just more often than not are not going to do that. You don't want to build it up in your head because in order to make you anxious or in order to make you, maybe to make you excited, you know, you do want to build it up in your head and, and amp yourself up and shit like that. But you don't want to overwhelm yourself with the power that sex seems to have these days um, on people. So don't let it have that power over you. It's just an action that you're performing. Um, think of it like ice skating, but you're doing it with somebody who's like really cool and fun and hot and sexy and you want to be naked with and bada bing bada boom. Naked, you know, naked ice skating. Yeah. That's naked. what sex is. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. You know what I mean though? Like I just feel like, like, yeah, like you shouldn't build it up, but you shouldn't not take it seriously, but you should, you sh it's just... A nuanced, like, a nuanced sort of view, and you need to, like, you know, have that. You need to be able to think through it, I think. You know, I think at the end of the day, like, understand sex, period. It's like being queer. I think it's all a spectrum, and yes, you can take it seriously, and yes, you can have fun with it, but, you know, landing kind of somewhere in the middle, I think, is the healthiest option for most people, is to, to not go to one extreme or the other and just kind of let things happen and you know, advocate for yourself and tell, tell your partner what you really want and let the chips fall where they may. It's an experience for sure. It's one that we don't talk about enough and we don't have these serious conversations enough, um, as a society and with each, in our communities. Um, I think queer communities have bigger sex talks because we have to. Um, our bodies and our, and our, you know, way of being is kind of dependent on sex. It's not, not dependent, but just, it's just a staple of our queerness is that sex is involved. And I think that we have, uh, like, again, a more evolved view, um, a more nuanced view of sex because we have to. And, um... And it helps us learn and grow as people um, in, in relation to each other in our community. Um, it's, it's, you know, it reminds me, and I don't know if I'm going to sound totally ignorant in saying this, but it reminds me of how polyamorous people are, to me, very evolved. Like how people can just, yeah, have sex and love multiple people and not want to be exclusive with one person. You know, like, I think it reminds me that, like... It reminds me that, like, you don't have to stay inside of a box. You don't have to box yourself into a corner and just say, like, this is what it is. It's A, B, and C. And if it's not any of those things and it's not sex or it's not love or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to get off this topic um, and maybe turn to... Maybe turn to dating instead. Um, what 
what is it like to date as a young queer person these days? Uh, maybe not these days, but when you were dating. And then <laughs> also, do you have any notable dating experiences? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of a mixed bag, I feel like, especially when you're a young queer person trying to find themselves and find find meeting and other people and just trying to explore and you know there's there's a lot that comes with queer dating and especially being a young queer I think it's it's fun for one and I think people discount that a lot like they tend to look at their dating past when they're you know in a relationship in a current relationship you know um by saying oh it was whatever but I think it's it's important to remember that it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be exploratory. I have had some notable, you know, queer dating experiences. Um, like I said, it's been a mixed bag. I've had people who I genuinely thought were like, oh my god, this bitch is crazy. And then I've had people who are like so cool, so chill and so down to earth that I was like, oh my God, it's like, am I dating myself? Like I've, I've dated the spectrum for sure. And, you know, I've been in open relationships and, you know, exclusive relationships and, you know, everything in between. And I guess what I would take away from my, my dating life is people are interesting and can be fun. And you learn a lot about yourself through learning about other people, I think. I think it's important to remember that you're not the only person on the planet and I think people kind of get lost in that. Yeah. Like a like a like a romantic comedy. Like it's your movie. Right. Like and I think it's important to think that what is it like for the person who you're dating? Are they just as wrapped up in you as you are in yourself or is it the other way around or is it somewhere in between and I don't know queer dating I feel like is is very hard to navigate to because I mean for one thing I mean nowadays I think it's a little bit easier because you have apps like tinder and hinge and I don't know whatever else the hell TikTok, these, I feel like these kids are using these days yeah tiktok I know a lot of people are meeting there like back in my day it was it was I had a tumblr girlfriend like that that was like the big thing to do was like you would be on tumblr and you would have a tumblr girlfriend if you were if you were a queer I had a tumblr girlfriend. queer person um on tumblr in like 2012 2013 but um now I feel like the the gays are meeting each other through tiktok like it, it's very evolving and um, it's different for everybody, but it's an experience and I think it should be enjoyed for what it is. And I think you should, you should really put your feelers out there. Like don't, don't settle for the first person who comes by just because they can fiddle your diddle and, uh, make you feel some sort of way. Like, yes, that's all well and good, but it, you, you want to explore and don't, don't like I said before don't paint yourself into a, this corner where you feel trapped um there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of things to be experienced and I think it's all most of it you know is good so yeah I my dating experience like it's funny that you say like oh don't think of it as bad because like I do like it's I'm just terrified of all the people I've dated. It's just like, I hate them. I hate them or I want, I want them just uh, never have 
happened, you know? Um, but I just, I learned a lot about people, like, when I was dating. I, which I always think is just my thing that I have to learn sometimes, that, like, other people exist in this world and it's not just me. People are fucking weird. <laughs> and different. And I grew up in a really homogenous, like, place and, like, still exist in a homogenous place. Like, you don't really see that many different people here. But when I was in Seattle, which is primarily where I was, like, dating when I was in college, I dated, like, a spectrum of people as well. And, I mean, like, my first girlfriend, she was, she was great. Like, no hard feelings there. Like, honestly. It's just, um, I think the people I date dated, like, were just weird. Like, or just off. Or just, or just intentionally manipulative from the get-go. Or, this is another thing that always got me, didn't like me when they showed up. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, then why come? Like, why? If you have an inkling that you're, like, not into me, then don't waste mine or your time. I think that's what's so funny about dating, though, is, like, people really don't don't tell other people what they're looking for. And, like, especially, like, on dates. Like, some people are very, you know, clear. and They say, you know, I want sex, like, from from this date or I just want company because I'm a lonely bitch like or whatever whatever the case may be and I've had you know everyone in between who wants that but I've kind of had some experiences where like you're describing where like people show up and they're like I don't want to fuck this person (laughs) like I don't even want to have dinner with them shoot like (laughs) yeah it's like then leave like I don't know maybe I'm just one of those people who's like really direct and to the point where it's like you you might not really actually hurt my feelings if you're like, I don't like you. Because I'd be like, maybe I don't fucking like you either. Right. Like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, why are we wasting each other's time? And I think that that's a lot of what happened to me. So, um, it's just funny now because it's like, I, I obviously need a good one. You know what I mean? Like, which I have. And I'm so, like, over the moon grateful for. But it took a lot of, like, sifting sifting through some bullshit to like understand what a good one is I think I think that's the lesson like you're supposed to learn but yeah I definitely agree with that like you're supposed to learn like what you want from a partner and also learn more about yourself like yeah what what do you what do you need from like a relationship like what do you what's your end goal like because for some people their end goal is like a family house kids like yeah all the shit and i tell you one thing that i had to come into the relationship telling you that i had learned from straight from holly what that i'm fucking crazy and you need to know that right off the bat (laughs) because if you hold it against me in the end i'll fucking kill you stop See, it's funny because you always say you're crazy and I don't think of you as crazy ever. Like, cause... And that's like, that's why I know, like, <laughs> Holly was a liar. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, anyways, I don't want to get into X shit, but it's just funny. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, you know, being queer and dating is just fun in and of itself because there's so many 
cool queer people in our community that just like even if you like i i just saw an ex of mine get engaged on facebook like and that was fucking rad like i watched them and i was like good for you man like good for you my dude like it's very much like you you don't it doesn't all have to be bad and you meet so many people along the way that like become friends or you know that you might never speak to again but it's I think there are some good things to be taken from dating and you know there are some bad things too and I feel like you know most of my bad things came from like long-term relationships where I was in for honestly yeah for a long time where I was just beaten down and abused and you know not taken care of but and I've also you know gone the other spectrum where I've you know you know just had one night stands for like months at a time because like that's well, and that's what, what I needed from somebody. I think somebody we were that... getting at too, yeah, like with with the sex part was that sex and dating go hand in hand a lot, which is why these questions are kind of butt to butt. <laughs> butt to butt? Because <laughs> like hookup culture is such a thing. Yeah. And so like we're in the age of like hookup. Like you don't date without like hooking up unless you do intentionally you know and i feel like they're still not different because you end up having sex (laughs) and if you do you know what i mean um but it's just like that's why i think like i wish that some of the people that i had maybe dated i had just had sex with or maybe were just friends with or you know what i mean because i think it would have been different like okay for example this is a notable experience i'll say my the first girl that I ever went on a date with after coming out the first girl, I think her name was Kathleen. I think, I think I still follow her on Instagram. I'm not sure. She was so mad at me after I told her I didn't have feelings for her. I said, yeah, like I we went on this date. Like I just wanted to let you know that like I didn't. I don't really feel the same way. Um, it was really fun. I hope we can be friends. And she just like flipped out. She was like. She's like, oh, you're so heartless. You're such a bitch. Like, all this stuff. Why'd and I'm you like, lead me on? Why, yeah, exactly. Why'd you lead me on? And I was like, you know, like, I, this is a really good example of, like, I did the right thing. I think it still hurt her feelings and she still lashed out. I still think, like, I could have probably been friends with her, though. I, if I had reached out maybe, like, four weeks later <laughs> you know like how's how's it going <laughs> like and because because really like she needed that space which is fine because she had a lot more feelings for me I still made my feelings known right and maybe I did lead her on a little bit but I don't think I really did I think I just went on a date with a person didn't like them and told them I wanted to just be friends so well, yeah and I think that like especially in this day and age with the advent of like online dating it's very hard to tell where people stand because well, yeah, you're not we, reading that, social cues. I had cues. met her online. Right, so. exactly. And, like, you don't read social cues the same way. And some people come across as, like, super flirtatious and, you know, very outgoing. And other people come across as, you know, a little cold-hearted and bitchy. But, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, I think it's important to remember that it is just the first time you meet them. Yeah. And first impressions are, yes, important, but... At the same time, it's not the be-all, end-all of your experience with them, and it's not going to determine what kind of person they are in the long run. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I I never didn't have a good time with her. That was the thing. It was just that I wasn't really that attracted to her. And I couldn't... 
And it's like you can't you can't force that. Right. So dating dating is an experience like sex that you have to be ready for, you have to understand the nuance, right? It's not that big of a deal though, because here here's the one thing that I actually wanted to say. Um because this is something that I was have been learning kind of in my classes just like as a thing that I'm thinking about. About like, I'm learning a lot of like other things that are crazy in my classes, but I've been thinking that like the way that humans operate in relationships with each other, we don't understand them at all because literally every single person on this earth is different. Like, none of us are the same. We're generally grouped up the same, and that's why we can, like, do the same things and have the same interests and whatever. But when it comes to, like, relationships with each other or, like, relationships, like, with groups of each other, those relationships are rarely understood. Rarely understood. And often misunderstood to the point where, like, there needs to be some repair done to it for example like one of the things in class that i'm learning is like nonprofits and donors and recipients of of nonprofit services right right so donors and recipients have this very top-down relationship when why can't we be thinking of a recipient as just a person and a donor is just a person and there's really no relationship between them actually in my opinion one just gets something and one just gives something the problem is that we think of this giving and getting as a relationship with itself when it just shouldn't be like it's just like what if we can think of it as something like the recipient is just getting the service right there it's is a transaction no, it's not a... it's there is no like there has to be yeah i guess no transaction like um i don't know it's just like some of it kind of boggles my mind. Like, I can't really, like, articulate it all that well. But it essentially leads me to say about sex and dating that, like, like I said earlier, we're kind of not having these conversations enough to understand, like, common themes of, like, misunderstandings or misrepresentations or things that we need to repair in order to, like, repair these sorts of things so where... I don't get called a heartless bitch when right. I break up with a girl or, and, and she doesn't, you know, have a hard time dealing with it. You know, on both sides, some marshmallow padding needs to be given. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just like, it's just like really hard. I think to like, especially because when you start dating, you're so young that you don't really understand a whole lot of shit. You're just feeling things. You're just, wanting to throw yourself out there yeah it's very volatile you're very very much in your emotions and you're not based in facts or reality it's all yeah and wow that's like awesome and it's it was fun when i did it and it was just whatever you know like i have to sit here now and like say all my life lessons that i learned but it's like that journey is what's supposed to happen don't be scared of it you know what i mean like it's fun and it's hard Accept that journey and, like, you'll be fine at the end of the day, you know? I think you'll go through life, like, with sex and dating just fine. And that is why it's so hard. Um, it's so hard, 
I think for people who don't understand sex and dating to uh, date and have sex, you know? Yeah. Like, um, what I, I don't want to like lead on with this, but like, Cry wanted me to ask a question to, um, like pose a question in this episode um, that they had for us, which is just like, casually what's the difference um in loving platonically versus loving romantically um and why would someone want either way versus the other well i think it's important to keep in mind that not everybody is so sex-centric in our society like not everybody wants to have sex which is totally fine like some people need different things from other people some people are perfectly content to have themselves be the only sort of physical pleasure they get in their lives or not at all. I mean, some people don't have those desires and that's perfectly okay. And I think there's, you know, essentially there's these lines drawn in the sand about what makes a romantic and platonic relationship different, but I don't think they're very different at all. I think at their core, they have the same kind of components you know, you love, you love who you're with. You want to spend time with them. You want to get to know them more. Sex is just like a bonus little sprinkling. It's like the cherry on top of like, like for me at least, like, but some people don't like cherries, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm often inclined to describe it that way as well. Actually, I feel like I have in my own brain before. Um, the one thing I was thinking was that they there is there is no difference cry and anybody else who is like cry or whatever um there is no difference in loving platonically or romantically other than we categorize them differently because they have different things involved but but the base of the question isn't what's different it's why do we treat them differently and what what does it mean about us that we treat them differently that we're assholes. Yeah, we are. I mean, society just, like, really likes to put a fucking, like, um, you know, pretty little picture frame around the shit it likes and ignore everything else on the outside that makes that picture complete. You know what I mean? And, and so... And I think people very much like to, to box themselves in with their person and be quick to judge other people or say that, like, their relationship is more important because they're fucking or whatever like the case and this is this is the fault of straight people i think this is something that i notice straight people do a lot especially in my family that if like before before when i was living singly before you moved in and we started living as a couple my sister and um and her boyfriend like they treated me as if i was something less because i was alone and you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like we put, we devalue people who are in relationships or don't have, are in romantic relationships or don't have a partner or like a living person. Yeah. Like, and then I would say that like, you know, the, the, the other reason why I cry is asking this is because they have a partner too, but they don't think of their partner as romantic. They think of them as platonic. Well, and I don't, I don't even know that actually. I think it's, I think that their relationship is actually quite complicated and um, that is what makes it not any different than the relationship that you and me have. Sex, I think, is a different thing. And are we having it? Yeah. (laughs) Is Cry having it? 
maybe not with Abby, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, um, and, you know, like, maybe not at all, or maybe, you know, on occasion, or maybe all the time, but it doesn't matter. It's up to them to have the sex that they want. Right. And it's also up to them to choose the person that they want to be with. Like, I want to be with you, like, so badly. <laughs> like, you're my best friend. And I think that that's not, I think that that is not a different feeling than Cry has about Abby at all. But... I will say that there's something, like, really visceral when you add physicality to a relationship. Yeah. Like, so when when you say, so that's why I was saying, like, I think it's weird to, like, it's hard for me to want to describe it as, like, cherry on top. Because it kind of is, but it kind of sucks to say it that way. Like, like it feels so good, but it's, like, that feeling good isn't the only way to feel good. Like, you, you you make me feel so good when I kiss you and when I touch you and when I hug you and when I lay with you and those things make me feel like so good. But what if like cry gets or anybody else who's dating, not dating, but in a platonic relationship, like, or just me with Sophie, does it not feel just as good with me and Sophie when she, me and her are like shooting the shit. We're watching a TV show um, there are just so many good feelings I get from a lot of people. Between the two of us, we've had a vast amount of experiences, but also at this point, we really know each other very well. But how have the last like four years been for you, like being in this relationship? Oh, I feel so loved. I just, I. I feel more not complete I would say because I I feel so loved um I don't I hesitate to say I feel so complete even though I do because like I feel like people are born whole like you don't have to find like somebody else to make them you know complete you or whatever but like with our cats and like you and like just being in this space like I feel like we have it's our own like it's our home like and it's our family there's our little clan and I love it I love every second I get to spend with you. Like, this sounds ridiculous, but I follow you everywhere. Like, even when you go to the bathroom, I, like, follow you into the bathroom. You're like, babe, no, stop. (laughs) Because I like to be with you. I like to spend time with you. Yeah. I would say, like, the last four years have just been really easy. Like, easiest I've ever had it. Yeah. Like, aside from, you know, being long distance and, like, having to work yeah, with that. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, but, like, spending time with you is so easy. Yeah. I don't have to think about it, and I don't have to worry about anything, really. Well, thank you for listening to me and Haley wax philosophy about sex, dating, relationships, connections, and other types of things. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real, yo. <laughs> Uh, you can find Queerosphere podcast on social media, but also on our website, queerosphere.net, and you can listen on your favorite podcast app. So go ahead and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye.